Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized, a podcast that focuses on helping you create space to attract more money, love, and happiness in your life. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor. I want to say hello if you're a regular listener and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. I hope you are having a great week and if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please leave a review so I can continue bringing you episodes each week. Well, in this episode, Crystal Nurple, she's a fellow professional organizer, and we're going to be talking about how to be organized in every stage of your life. I will also be sharing my product, app, repurpose, and book suggestion for this week. And my question for you this week is, what stage of your life do you feel like you were most organized? Was it when you were single and had no children? Was it when the kids went off and you were now an empty nester? Or were there stages in between where you felt really organized? And of course, on June 15th, there's still time to register for Mastering Your Time to Get More Done. So I'll be sharing a little bit more details about that later. But just some statistics on organization. 54% of Americans said that they felt overwhelmed with clutter filling up their homes. The average amount of items in most American homes is approximately 300,000. That's a lot. But every sock, shoe, toy, uh, remote control. The top five items that people misplace in their homes regularly are shoes, keys, TV remotes, phones, and of course glasses, which sometimes on the top of our heads. And this is mainly due to clutter and disorganization in the home. And in 2021, the market size of home organizing products has reached approximately 11.4 billion. And that's the home organizing industry, 11.4 billion. And it's expected to grow over the next few years, which is why I wanted to bring in the expert, Crystal Nurple, established her original organizing business, Cloud9 Organizing, in 2018. But she never really considered herself an entrepreneur until she found her calling helping other women declutter, distress, and simplify. She was named Denton County, that's in Texas, Best Professional Organizer in 2019, 2020, and 2021. And it didn't take her long to recognize the strong connection between physical and mental clutter. So in 2020, she completed a life coaching program. And, of course, with the Southwestern Institute of Healing Arts in order to better support her clients as they learn to let go of anything standing in between of them and their best lives. And she currently supports women through her Loving Your Home Club. This is a membership site that offers resources and lots of support from me. The goal is to help women not only love their homes, but to love themselves throughout the process. So get your pen get your paper, you know, sit down, listen to this interview with Crystal Nurple.
Listeners, welcome. It is still May. We're still talking about mom stuff, but this time it's a little twist. It's on how you can really be organized during like the stages of your life. Because I think sometimes some of us, we get stuck in that 20 stage of organizing, but then when we come in 30, we have more stuff, 40, and then 50s and 60s, we, you know, tend to like have less stuff because there's less people in the house, which is why I put on an expert Crystal Nurple, and she is a fellow organizer, so you know how excited I get when I have conversations with fellow organizers. Crystal, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So before we get started into strategies of really being organized in each stage of your life, what made you decide to be a professional organizer? Well, it started with my own personal decluttering journey probably six years ago. I finally acknowledged and recognized there was a really huge gap between the way that I was feeling and the way I wanted to feel. So I, you know, wanted to feel calm and supported and joyful when I was in my home, but instead I was frustrated, overwhelmed, annoyed, resentful. So I think a lot of mamas probably can, can relate to that. And then I finally got real with myself and I was like, you know what? Nobody's going to come in and rescue me. I need to take charge of this. I wanted to feel grounded and I needed to rescue myself. So, um, yeah, I looked around like this is not working. So I rolled up my sleeves. I got busy and I started decluttering and organizing my own home. And I'll be honest, the motivation to get organized had nothing to do with my family and making my family's life easier. It really was all about me and getting grounded again and feeling in control again. So luckily organizing did do that for me and I got peace and clarity, made lots of mistakes as I was going through the process of it, but I just know that I felt better. And so I reached out to some friends, some other fellow mamas, and I was like, I think I discovered something. I figured it out. So I just reached out to them like, can I just come in and help you and um, organize a few spaces for you? And they were crazy enough to say yes. And I just wanted to make sure that I enjoyed doing it for someone else as much as I enjoyed doing it for myself. And I did. It just is so um, gratifying when you see someone else, almost you can bring them to tears, which I'm sure as long as you've been organizing, you've probably done the same thing. Someone will walk into a space after you've helped them. And you can just see, you can physically see the weight lifting off of their shoulders. And I'm like, this is my thing. This is it. This just fills my soul. So that's how I got into it It was just first saving myself. And then um, now I just want to help as many people as possible declutter, de-stress, simplify, simplify. So I'm doing that just one house at a time. And you're so right. It's like that look on their face or it's like they just have, they can exhale. Because it's like, ah, now I have my space back. So, Crystal, I loved your blog, and it talked about being organized at the stages, all the different stages of our lives. And I think sometimes we don't think about that we have different stages. So what are some of the, I guess, the mistakes we make when we kind of, do we stay stuck in a stage, or comfortable? What is it when we just don't move and, and really kind of let go through those stages? Yes, and flow through life. You're supposed to flow through life and move and change and grow. So you already said it. I think that is probably the number one mistake that I see is being stuck and staying stuck. 
So I love this topic. So thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. And first of all, mistakes are great. We all make mistakes. Um, it's how we learn. I think some of our best lessons learned are through those little stumbling blocks that we've got to go through. Um, yeah. So staying, st- staying stuck. And I've done it myself too. And in fact, before I hopped on to speak with you, I literally just got off the, the a call with a lady who was talking about being stuck. And not herself, but her husband and just holding on to things. So when you're stuck, you know, either hanging on to things that no longer represent who you are as a person or speaking to the parents here, holding on to things that belong to your children because you don't want them to grow up. And that is a lot of emotional baggage to carry for you and for them. It just is so much pressure on both of you. So for instance, um, I'll just give you a story of like when I was kind of hanging on a little bit. Yeah, I got a couple of those, but um, my son, he is now a teenager and not too long ago, we just recently released the Legos out into the world and blessed them with, you know, another child with those because I was personally hanging on to those for him thinking like, oh, he's still, he's still a little boy. He still wants to play with Legos. No, he doesn't. He does not. And I was hanging on to them for him. And he, he said, I don't want these. And I'm like, oh. You don't? And I'm like, so just the realization that he is no longer that little kid that likes to play with Legos is a bit of an emotional struggle for a parent. And you're doing your child a disservice if you don't allow them to grow up and, you know, be interested in what they're interested in and shifting your home in order to support who your children and yourself, who you are. The same thing with my daughter, too. She's much older. She's in college now, but she and I went through some old papers and some old um, schoolwork and artwork that she did. And she said, Mama, you're hanging on to this stuff for you. These are your memories. I don't even remember making this stuff. This is I don't want this when I grow up. And I'm like, thank you. She almost gave, I guess, gave me permission to let a lot of stuff go because I was I was hanging it on for her. So, so staying stuck is a big, big problem because you want to transition into the next stage of life and not even just the physical stuff too. paying attention to the things that we don't think about the non-tangibles, like, you know, creating a will, you know, is your family taken care of? Are you um, a um, durable power of attorney? Like even for my daughter, because she is now an adult, but she's still really relies heavily on us. So just making sure you're protecting your family and you're thinking ahead, not really dwelling too much on the future and being present here and now, but also just making sure that you're releasing and everything you have supports who you are right here, right now. That is wonderful because it's a couple of things that came to my mind, Crystal. First one, of course, is I did not get rid of my prom dress till I was in my thirties, but Oh, me too. I, okay, can we talk about that for a second? Um, sure. I hung on to it because I was like, someday I'm going to have a daughter and she's going to want to play dress up. And and my daughter actually did. But I'm like, I hung on to my wedding dress too for the same reason. Someday she's going to want to wear this. No, she's not. But yeah. So anyway. and, 
And I held on to mine because all through school, I, was, I wasn't necessarily bullied, but, you know, being tall, thin, glasses, I was not the popular child. But when I went on my prom, it was like I was dressed up and it was a whole different feeling. I felt popular. I was holding on to that. And then at time, by the time I got 30, I said, you know what, Janet, you're not going to fit in that dress anymore. And even if you could, would you really want to wear it? So it was easier for me to let go. So, Crystal, how do we, when we go through stages, like 20, 30, 40, how do we kind of, I guess, transition? Like, is there like a point, like maybe every time we turn, get a, uh, like 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 and whatever, do we like just take a moment and just kind of reevaluate? Or is it something we do yearly? What should we do so we don't get stuck in those stages? Okay, very good question. And just real quickly in the prom dress, I love that story because we do hang on to those things because they make us remember a time when we felt special or it just, there's such that that emotional pull of like when you see a thing, it reminds you of how you felt when you wore it. For instance, like maternity clothes, or um, I have a friend who wants to hang on to those, but she's never, ever going to have another child. Her child is grown now. So releasing those things allows you to grow into the person that you're meant to be. So anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge that. I love that story about your prom dress. And then we do. That's one of the things that we hang on to as we move into other stages and we don't have children maybe at home anymore and we're empty nesters, but we may hang on to all that sentimental stuff. So there's a few things that you can do with sentimental um, belongings. I think my favorite one though is the container rule, especially when we're talking about memorabilia or children's. I'm talking about children a lot, just being in May and Mother's Day, but you know, the cute little handprint things that I talked about earlier. So have a container, whatever size that container is for you, you decide what's big enough or small enough. I don't suggest having 20 containers, maybe one or two containers um, and make a rule for yourself. So if it doesn't fit in the container or if things are overflowing outside of the container and you can't put the lid on the container, then it means that something needs to go. And the way you figure out what needs to go is maybe you pull everything out of your container, whatever that container is, and you put your most favorite things back in first and whatever is left over does not go back into the container. So that's dealing with the sentimental things. Um, And then just being practical and reevaluating what your values are right here, right now in this stage of life. Because um, 10 years ago, I had a lot of things that no longer represent who I am now. Um, You know, I had lots of, um, I used to pack lunches for my children and do the the whole bento box thing. So I had tons of like little cute cookie cutters and egg shapers. And um, that just does not appeal to me anymore. I don't do that for anybody now. So I got rid of that stuff a long time ago. That's not living my best life to make bento box lunches for anybody anymore. Um, So just making sure that what you have represents who you are. And again, going back to the not staying stuck. Don't stay stuck. I like what you said about containing things because it's interesting you said that because when my mother passed away, I decided in my mind I was only going to keep a container of stuff because she had a three bedroom you know, apartment. I'm like, I'm, I can't keep everything, but I kept bigger things. Like I kept a bedroom set, which is now mine. I have a traveling trunk, which is mine. But it was like, I, I can't keep everything. So I contained everything, 
well, I actually had two containers. One container had little things, then the other container just had all the photos because she was a photographer and she did all her, uh, you know, she had a, a dark room and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, and that just really helped me reduce because or else I would have had an entire apartment full of stuff and that would have been overwhelming. So I love the container story. So that was wonderful, Crystal. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing it. And of course, you know, I always like to ask specifically a fellow organizer, like, how do you stay organized? Because you, you know, you, you're your wife, your mother, you're an organizer, you probably do things in the community, but how do you just manage all of that and still remain sane and organized? Well, yes, it's a challenge some days. I mean, even someone who does this for a living and organizes for a living, it is a challenge to keep it perfect all the time and drop the perfectionism. So if you are constantly judging yourself about not being perfect, that's, don't we talk about that all the time? I feel like professional organizers deal with people who want to be perfect all the time. Um, I feel like that topic comes up a lot. So dropping the perfectionism for one thing. And then also I think the consensus is using systems that work for you. And I'll come back to that in a second. Um, And then just resetting the room. So I like the concept of resetting the room every night and specifically for me, my kitchen. So staying organized in my kitchen because that's the heart of the home. Everything flows better if my kitchen is organized. So I make sure before I go to bed that I try really hard to make sure the counters are clear as possible and there's no dishes in the sink. Does that happen every night? No, I want it to, but it doesn't. But when it does happen, it sets me up for success for the next morning. And then coming back to systems, um, when I first became a professional organizer, I'm like, ooh, what is this fancy organizing systems everybody always talks about? And it's just how you function. How do you function? And you can see a, a system or see somebody doing something a certain way and then take on that system and then realize this ain't working for me. Like, I am still a hot mess. Why is this not working for me? And it works for her because we are all so different. So just pay attention to how you function, how your day flows. Do you like to really like micro organize? I really like to organize, like, for instance, my closet by color and style. Everything just flows by size or, you know, the length of things. However, that would not work for my husband or my son or my daughter. So they don't organize their closets that way. They have to have just like, this is where the clothes go, plop. And no detailed organizing for them. And it actually works. It's totally fine. And then me dropping my perfectionism and not going back to redo what they did. So staying organized, revisiting your systems, just making sure that they are still working for you. And then also I'm a very visual person too. So my systems don't look like the traditional organizing systems. Like I don't have things put away all the time there. I have things up and out because I have to see my stuff, uh, sticky notes everywhere. I also have um, no door on my closet here in my office so I can see my office supplies that works for me. So um being able to see my things is a very part, a very important part of my system also. So systems that work for you and then revisiting your systems, you know, and re-decluttering, of course, decluttering those, your areas, and then just resetting the room every night. 
So there's lots of little specific, we could talk about probably two more hours about specific systems, but just finding what works best for you. And I, and I really like the way you said, you know, revisiting systems, because, you know, there was a time when I would come home and I wouldn't necessarily take my shoes off right away. But now that I do, I make sure that I have like a little rack and I'm visual, too. I've got post-it stickies. I got stuff all over the wall here. So I truly understand because it helps you stay focused and on target, too. So I love that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you understand that you have a system because of the way you think but also you allow the other people in the home to have their own systems that allows them to function the way they feel comfortable. So that was, that was wonderful too. And hopefully a listener will learn that and try not to fix the same system that works for them, for everybody in the house. So that's a good one. Thank you. Yes. Yes. And compromise, compromise, compromise. That is really big too. And that's where my frustration came in, in the beginning. Um, Six years ago, I was so frustrated because I did things a certain way and it wasn't working for my family. So I finally figured out systems that work for all of us. So my kids need a big basket by the front door for their shoes. Whereas I'm like, put your shoes in your room that they're not going to take the time to go to the room, open up a closet door, put their shoes in, close the closet door like I would have loved them to do. So just releasing my perfectionism really, really helps me. And now we're more organized. (laughs) Well, Crystal, like you said, we could talk for two hours or more just on organizing, perfectionism, and all of that. But how can listeners connect with you? You can find me. um, I've got two websites, actually. You can find me on my website at crystalnurple.com. And it's N-E-R-P-E-L. And that will also get you to my Loving Your Home Club. So, or you can go to lovingyourhomeclub.com. And that's my membership site. That's really how I love to support people is I like to coach and teach my club members how to get and stay organized and how to love their home and how to create a home that really supports where they are right here, right now. And then of course I'm on Facebook, all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and you can find me just at Crystal Nurple Organizing Expert. And of course, listeners, you know, I will have a direct link to Crystal's, both of Crystal's websites on the show page. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today. Thank you. I had so much fun. So what were your takeaways from my conversation with Crystal? Did you discover that during one stage of your life, you were a little bit more organized or did you discover maybe it's time to let go of some things? I would love for you to share that with me. So now we're going to transition to Taylor's tip time and I'm just going to give you a few more tips on how to be organized in each stage of your life. Number one, do a yearly audit of what you really need. You know, we've been in this pandemic for over two years. Some of you are going to be working from home permanently. So really do an audit of your closet. Maybe you don't need all those suits that you once had, those heels, all of that stuff that went with that portion of your life. Maybe you are have decided, you know, during this pandemic, you retired. So again, do you need all of those things? Number two, 
purge. Making sure you purge regularly, making sure you purge seasonally. Maybe after a holiday season, you realize that a lot of the things that you've got stored, you haven't used in years, and it's time maybe to let go. And of course, if they're still usable, donate them. Scan. You know, when each tax season, there's, you know, taxes that we can, information that we can get rid of, we can shred. So if you really still want to hold on to that stuff, why not scan it? So at least you'll have a physical copy. And if you ever need to print it out, you'll be able to do that. But you won't have the physical um, paperwork taking up space. Number four, you want to keep current. Make sure all of your current things for your current life are together. You know, when I was in my 20s, I really wasn't thinking about the will and the living will and, you know, life insurance policies. I wasn't thinking about that. But now I have got all that stuff organized and in one specific spot. And also for those of you who may be caring for someone and you have to organize their information, too. So that way it'll make it a lot easier for you. And of course, number five, if inform others where important documents are. You know, I had a conversation with my friend. I let her know that my best friend, that everything is on a drive. She has access to it, but also I have things in the safe as well. So those are my tips for Taylor's Tip Time. Have you been working on getting organized and feel overwhelmed? Are you challenged by managing your time between work, home, and life? Do you want to organize your life? Let's talk so I can help you. I work with clients to guide them from start to finish by providing them with details needed to clear the clutter and get organized without feeling overwhelmed and stressed. So go to my contact page and schedule a free 15-minute session. Take the steps necessary to create the life you want and start by doing something today. Click the link in the show page. And of course, as I share with you, I am excited because my webinar, Mastering Your Time to Get Things Done, will be Wednesday, June 15th, 2022, from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to share with you how to conquer those time wasters, understand how not to overcommit and say no, how to procrastinate, conquer that procrastination. I should say how to conquer that procrastination, not how to procrastinate, because I think we all know how to do that, but how to really conquer it. And so much more. So click the link in the show page for complete details and to register. Space is going to be limited. And it's limited space because I want to interact with you. I know you've been coming to that, that webinar for a specific reason on how to master your time. And I want to be able to have a dialogue with you so that when you leave, you will have some concrete strategies and tips on how to do it. Well, I want to say a moment and just thank you. Thank you for allowing me to um, just be on this podcast and for continuing to listen. But I also want to thank you for following me on social media, for your likes, your retweets, and your sharing. And, of course, please continue to follow me. And, of course, check out my Pinterest page. And I have a board on home organizing as well as other things. And, of course, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel as well because I'm beginning to post more videos there. And, of course, make sure you subscribe and check out my website, too. So, if you are thinking of getting your life organized, don't get overwhelmed. Join my Facebook group, Living Life Totally Organized. It's a group online. It's free. And, basically, women post either their progress 
or they post their projects. Either way, you get a comment from me. Now, when you post a question or a photo or a video and say, Janet, help, I come in the group and I give you a strategy on really how to tackle the space. But a lot of times people are just so motivated to be in the group that it keeps them on track. And every time they get to a milestone, they post a picture, they post a video. So, you know, really, you know, think about that. Think about the camaraderie of when you are in a group, specifically of women, and you're all on a journey to living your life totally organized. So make sure you check it out. And of course, you know what time it is. It is Toss It Tuesday time. Toss It Tuesday time. And I want you to think about donating or even selling some textbooks you no longer need. Now, some of you are just recent college graduates, so you can sell your textbook. Those of us who've been out of college, I've been out of college. I graduated in 1986, so it's been a while. So, you know, there may be somebody who just wants to absorb the information because I was a fashion merchandising major, but I also took marketing and accounting and all of those other courses as well to help me. And, you know, I could donate those books. And of course, a lot of you live in communities where you have those free little libraries, like little tree houses or bird houses, and you can put your books in there. So think about that. My app suggestion for this week is TED Talks. There is an entire video library about TED Talks. There's so many things you can learn, you know, in regards to, you know, whether you want to, you know, just kind of motivate yourself professionally. Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe you just want to inspire yourself to live your best life. Check out that app. My Amazon suggestion for this week, of course, is Lazy Susan's. They are so wonderful, specifically when you have small space and you can make that corner work for you. And repurpose items you just feel you can't part with. It may be a mug that you got from Disneyland when you were six years old. Use it to hold your pencils. You know, maybe it's a beautiful tray that belonged to your mother, but you don't really use it to entertain. Put your perfume bottles on it. My book suggestion for you this week is Who Moved the Cheese? I'm going to reread that book. Sometimes when you're going through life transitions, you need to, you know, read a book that really helps you. And I've read that book at least three or four times. And I'm going to read it again. And my quote for this week, you cannot make progress without making decisions. Remember that you cannot make progress means you can't move past your clutter without making decisions. Well, thank you so much for listening and be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, and on your social media network. And again, let me know you enjoy listening to this podcast by leaving a review and be sure to visit my website at www.JanetMTaylor.com. So until next time, have a clutter-free day. But most of all, have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element of a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to your organizing dilemmas. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized.